Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The 2022 general election is over and results on a number of exciting races are trickling in. Here to share some of those results is Michael Smolens, political columnist at the Union Tribune. Hi, Michael. How did election night go for you last night? Well, uh, it went well. It was a long night. They always are. It was uh, There was a lot of excitement. I think, uh, you know, a few surprises. Um, like you say, uh, results are still trickling in. So certain things are not yet final and some, um, you know, leads may may disappear. Yeah. So what were you watching last night? Well, many things. But uh, one of the things I was watching was really the overall, um, you know, national race for Congress, because there's a big local tie in with uh, uh, Congressman Mike Levin um, and represents North County and Southern Orange County is in one of those key battleground races. Um, he's a Democrat incumbent. And um, the the real takeaway was that uh, just about everybody, Democrats, Republicans and analysts thought Republicans were really going to have a good night, take over the majority of the House at the very least and possibly the Senate. That is sort of a given in a mid-year election. Um, you know, the party in power, the party in the White House usually does not do so well and they lose seats. And, you know, all the Republicans need are five seats in the House to, to flip the majority. Uh, they haven't done that yet. It looks like they still will. But, you know, some people were predicting anywhere from 20 to 60 seat majority for the Republicans. So, you know, it's uh, it's hard to say that would be a victory for Democrats, but to keep down the losses that, you know, from what were expected is significant. Over on the Senate side, as we know, it's uh, it all seems to be a dead heat right now. And it might go down to that a special election in the Georgia U.S. Senate race between Ralph Warnock and Herschel Walker. Uh, so that's been kind of exciting. Now, we mentioned Mike Levin. He is just uh, hairbreadth uh, ahead of Republican Brian Marriott. Uh, in in that district that I mentioned, it's going to take I think several days before we we will know who the winner is there. Well, what were some of the local races that you were watching that that seemed to be settled at this point? Well, um, you know the Sa San Diego City Council key race uh, between uh, Kent Lee and Tommy Ho is seems settled. Uh, uh, Tommy Lee, I'm sorry, Kent Lee uh, was the one who was favored, and he seemed to win. I don't know have the numbers at my fingertips, but by substantial margin. The significance there is that that makes the entire San Diego City Council all Democratic, which, you know, for people that have been around for a while, it used to be very heavily Republican. Uh, you know, the town and the region has changed a lot. Now, both Ho, Tommy Ho and um, Kent Lee are Democrats, so it's going to be a Democrat one way or another. But what we're finding is because it's become such a Democratic region, it's sort of what kind of Democrat uh, here, you know, in this case, housing was sort of a big uh, point of contention, whereas Tommy Ho was more speaking of the neighborhood groups who were concerned about density and uh, quality of life uh, changing in their neighborhood, where, where Kent Lee, uh, along with, I think, the majority Democrats really want to build more. They think that, you know, housing is so expensive. We need more supply. So that was one of the many lines of uh, differences. Well, how about the sheriff's race? Right now, it looks like uh, Kelly Martinez, a Democrat, is leading over uh, John Hemmerling, a Republican. Is, is that a surprise? And do you think that's settled? Uh, I, I think it is settled. I mean, nobody's you know declared victory and and, and, and nobody's conceded. Her lead is uh, pretty substantial. You know, again, uh, there's a lot of votes out there, so we'll see how things go. But it would take uh, you know a, a real odd change in the trend for Hemmerling to to overtake her. Um, I don't think it was so, so much of a surprise. You know, she really was sort of the establishment candidate. 
she had bipartisan backing from you know members of the board of supervisors, city council, Mayor Todd Gloria, uh, and so. Um, you know, one of the things questions was, is that, you know, she's been part of the sheriff's department for three decades or more, and there's been some problems there. As we know, we've written a lot about the inordinate number of destined county jails and whether she would be sort of held responsible for that. Now, that happened under her predecessors, but still, you know, she is part of that system, but that didn't seem to hold her back. So, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see she would be the first woman in that role. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what changes come forth uh, because she's proposed some reforms, but she is of the system. So how many sweeping changes she would make remain to be seen. Uh, what's going on with the San Diego city of San Diego uh, ballot measures? Well, that, you know, we've talked about an interesting night. Let's take a couple. Um, one is Measure B. Now, that would allow the city council to start charging for the first time a, a trash fee for single-family homes. We all know the background a little bit, but there's a more than century-old ordinance that, for a variety of reasons, was fashioned that did not allow the city to charge for a trash pickup at single-family homes. People think that's outdated. People think it's unfair um, because apartment buildings, condo buildings, and businesses have to pay for their trash removal. Single-family homeowners don't. Single family homeowners say that, well, wait a minute, I pay, you know, property taxes and sales taxes that go into the general fund. I'm paying. What is interesting is that that's just about dead even right now. I think that that the no side was a little bit ahead. And again, this does not directly raise taxes, but what it does, it removes the barrier from the city council doing it. And the city council has made clear, I think, down the line that should voters ultimately approve of this, that they will put a fee on single-family homeowners uh, under the notion that they need to pay their share. So that's one that's still going to be up in the air for a while. Another one, and this one's actually even more surprising, is uh, the Measure C. That's the, it would lift the height limit, the 30-foot height limit in the Midway District, which, of course, where the sports arena is. The city has big plans for redevelopment there to put in a lot of things, particularly a lot of housing high-rise apartments and condos, and of course, a new sports arena and entertainment venues. Uh, that one's neck and neck as well. Why I say that's surprising is two years ago, a very similar measure uh, was approved by voters by 13 points. I mean, it sailed along. Circumstances are different. It's a different electorate, smaller turnout, and a variety of other things that, that I won't get into. But this particular proposal um, is a little more controversial, and uh, there's been some missteps so that might have affected uh, the voters. But again, there's a lot of ballots out there. So ultimately, they may, um, uh, that may change around. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Um, well, how about the, the Chula Vista mayor's race between John McCann and Amar Campanajar? Where does that stand right now? Well, McCann has a fairly substantial lead right now. Again, there's so many votes out, uh, but it, it will be tough for Campanajar to um, catch up with them. Now, you know, on the partisan front, uh, McCann is a Republican, uh, Campanajar is a Democrat, and it's a, a pretty Democratic city, Chula Vista. But sometimes, um, you know, we, we we sort of put a partisan uh, focus on these local races that have a lot more nonpartisan kind of tendencies. Uh, McCann's been a longtime city council member there. He's not viewed as, you know, a real right wing uh, radical. He's he's uh, you know sort of a business oriented Republican uh, who's involved in civic affairs. Kapanajar has not really been a civic leader there. Uh, there has been the big dispute was, 
you know, was he a legal resident there? But uh, so there was a whole carpetbagging issue, which in a lot of cases doesn't really, you know, stick with voters too much. But in this case, I think it has because Kapanajar has run for other offices outside the city. Um, and, uh, you know, his residency, I don't think legally is in question, but how much of a part of Chula Vista he really is, is the question. And I think that's hurt him. Michael, is there are there any other races that you're keeping an eye on that we haven't discussed yet? Well, there's several, but one uh, that's uh, unresolved is um, up in, again, a North County, Southern Orange County district uh, in the state Senate, 38th district, uh, 38th district with uh, Catherine Blakespear, who's the mayor of Encinitas. And Matt Gunderson, a Republican, she's a Democrat. Matt is a small business owner, and that is neck and neck. I think uh, uh, Blakespear has a, just a slim, slim lead. Again, that could change with the incoming votes. It's an interesting dynamic, actually similar to the Levin congressional race, because Blakespear and Levin are doing very, very well in the San Diego County portion of the district. Their Republican opponent, in this case, Matt Gunderson, and in the congressional case, uh, Brian Marriott, the Republican, they're doing very well in Orange County, uh, which is more Republican than, than Northern San Diego County. So that dynamic's kind of interesting to follow, um, but uh, those are sort of the, the key ones going on right now. So I know the Registrar of Voters put out more or less a schedule of when they'll be updating the results. You know, when is the next update? When are the next few updates? And, um, you know, how long could it be until we see final results? Well, it, it could be, you know, uh, could be weeks on some of these close races. We've seen that happen before. I think most of them will be settled in a matter of days. But uh, the the next update is Thursday afternoon, usually around four or five o'clock. That's when they do their updates. It's interesting because a lot of people forget, but every Wednesday after the Tuesday election, they do not have updates. It's sort of a, you know, they need to reorganize. They've been gunning it through all night, uh, like many people have. And so, um, you know, things are pretty much the same as they were from their last update on election live election night update, which was about 2 a.m., give or take, on uh, Wednesday morning. So that's when we'll see things, and I think that they will be counting through. Okay. Um, well, final question for you. I know that we're not even finished with this election, but there's already talk of who is going to run for president in the next one. Do you want to put any guesses out there? Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Dem a lot of Democrats have been very open about how they don't, you know, they like Biden, but they don't think he, President Biden should run in 2024. But I tell you, Biden is one of the more unestimated, underestimated politicians ever. I mean, you know, people didn't give him much of a chance in the 2020 Democratic primaries. He got off to a bad start at a bad debate, uh, but he did well. And he might have been the only one to be able to beat Donald Trump. Um, and uh, so we'll, we'll see. On the Republican side, who knows? Trump uh, suggests he's going to be making an announcement that he's running. Uh, frankly, I think Republican support is starting to drift away from him. He had a bad night. The, uh, the, the, the candidates he pushed and endorsed on Tuesday, many, most of them lost. Um, and some of the Republicans that he didn't like uh, did well. And so I think that you know, part of his power is his perceived clout in politics. And so once you lose that, maybe people start getting bolder because they've just been terrified of, of crossing him. So we'll see. Um, you know, frankly, I just wonder, look, he's been uh, an anchor around the Republicans in the last three national elections, 2018 midterm elections. Democrats did very well. He lost to Biden in 2020. And a lot of people think he weighed down Republicans on Tuesday night. 
you know, who knows? Maybe the Democratic slogan uh, for 2024 will be run, Donald, run. <laughs> okay. Well, Michael, thank you as always for sharing these observations. Thanks for these updates. And uh, yeah, see you soon. Take care. Thanks for the invite.